When respected national surveys reveal an alarming ignorance in the United States about the basic concepts of our government, something is seriously wrong. How else can we respond to the Annenberg study that found only about one in three Americans can identify the three branches of government? The indicators get even worse when citizens are asked about the seminal scaffolding of our government, like the First Amendment and the role of the Supreme Court. After keeping the peace, public education is the most important function of state and local governments. As far back as 1846, Horace Mann said that education must be sufficient to qualify each citizen for the civic and social duties he'll be called upon to discharge. The education of new generations varies widely in the United States, but the yawning gap in knowledge about civics and basic American history is a pretty universal problem among way too many students. There are reasons for this. Those of a certain age will recall civics and basic notions of government being prominently taught in junior high and high school. Yet over the years, that changed. Some experts trace this to the 1960s when the Vietnam and the Civil Rights Movement made teaching government contentious. Others say the switch in emphasis to more intensive science, math, and technology courses left civics behind. This we know. In a society that evaluates teachers on their students' test scores, teachers are going to be under pressure to shape their classes to subjects tested. It's smart for the educational establishment to push classes that prepare students for the jobs of a new economy. Yet our society rarely questions what's being lost or neglected in a public school regime that ignores the building blocks of our democracy. In our divisive times, is it proper to only graduate employable math and computer geeks who have scant knowledge of what voting is all about, what a city council does, or what the rights and responsibilities of citizenship entail? Massachusetts educators and lawmakers recognize this parlous state of civics education. A year ago, Beacon Hill enacted a law requiring civics and history education from the earliest grades through high school. Smith Hill has yet to follow suit. But the Rhode Island Center for Justice has filed a lawsuit in federal court to force public schools to provide civics training. The state has asked the court to dismiss the suit, but the lawyers for the Justice Center expect the court to schedule a hearing later this fall. Studying history is a refuge from what the critic Irving Howe called the provincialism of the present and the infatuation with fads. It doesn't have to be a dull recitation of ancient facts. Rhode Island's a fertile state in which to plant a revival of history studies. It's a compact place with a long tradition of documenting and preserving historically significant sites. It would take but a modest investment to ensure that students get to experience such critical venues as the Slater Mill, the immigrant experience portrayed at the Museum of Work and Culture, or the legacy of the colonial slave trade in Newport. Maybe it's time to go even further and adopt an idea advanced by former Massachusetts Governor Michael Dukakis. He said that passing a civics test should be a graduation requirement. Our nation requires immigrants who become naturalized citizens to pass a citizenship test. Should we expect any less from our high school graduates?